Hello and welcome to Autism Society of Berks County, Inspiration and Impact. I'm your host, Carol Spencer, and I'm excited to bring back Kyle Scheidecker and Nicole Fiambolis of Paragon Behavioral Health Services uh, to continue our conversation about handling holiday gatherings when it comes to autism. Um, Kyle is a clinical supervisor at Paragon and a BCBA, and Nicole is the owner of Paragon, and she is also a BCBA. And the last time we talked about how to make things more comfortable for everyone during that whole hustle and bustle of the holidays. And today we're going to delve into uh, more of some other concerns that tend to come up over the holidays. And hopefully we can give you some more ideas for the toolbox. Um, So there are a lot of changes that happen during the holidays. We talked about that before. There's traditions with decorating. Where do we go? What do we do? There's songs. There's food. There's just a lot of stuff. Um... It's a lot of stuff that we just kind of naturally learn how to do, but this is something that we don't necessarily teach where you have to do that with kids with autism. Um, So are there any activities that parents or caregivers can do with a child with autism to help them better understand a particular holiday? You know, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Do you focus on one area? Uh, um, Do you have any ideas of what... How do we introduce them to holidays or get them to understand, like maybe gift giving or, or uh, opening gifts or something like that? Any ideas? I mean, it, it comes back to practice. Yeah. <laughs> practice and preparation yes. is our theme. Okay. But, I mean, but you can also learn that through role playing. Um, so you can, you know, take certain situations and scenarios like practicing gift giving um, or whether it be, you know, Secret Santa, things mm-hmm. like that, just certain scenarios right. um, around, well, we already talked about Halloween yeah. a few, you know, well, a little while okay. ago, yeah. but, um, you know, for Thanksgiving, you know, coming over, sitting down at the table and mm-hmm. kind of maybe passing food around a big table with, right. you know, a bunch of people. And um, so, you know, role-playing is a good idea. Um, any other suggestions? Uh, yeah, if, if you do, um, if you have an idea of a, like you said, the Secret Santa or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you do have a holiday tradition where it does require some background knowledge, I know mm-hmm. you have the Secret Santa or the Chinese Gift Exchange yes. or White Elephant or whatever you want yeah. to call it, um, that takes uh, some background knowledge, and that can be difficult to understand. Right. Um, so maybe practicing with the child, uh, going back to what we talked about before with the social stories, creating these different... Uh, stories for the child to read so they understand Mm -hmm. what's going to happen um and yeah just practice and see if you can get run some trials and you know get the child used to what is going to be coming yeah Um, and um oh what was my thought oh maybe focusing on whatever is like really a big thing for your family so is it getting up together and opening those gifts is that mm -hmm. like a key thing is it sitting down and having that meal and preparing for the meal. So maybe focusing on that if the whole thing is too overwhelming. Yeah, focus on the big issues that you're going to that that's really big. I know with my family it's the getting up and the breakfast and the the gift exchange in the morning. Mm-hmm. And after that it kind of just del like everyone just relaxes. It's yeah. not a big deal, but that's one of the big ones with my family. So just doing that will uh alleviate some stress because right. I'm sure there's a lot of downtime with sure. that and just people talking and your child can go off and 
kind of recuperate and a little bit from that. Go hide. Yeah. Like the teenagers. Yeah. Like, you go hide and little go ones can or, nap. And yeah. Yeah. Little <laughs> and ones can that. nap or the other ones can, you know, sit on the couch and watch their iPad. And yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. And that's nice. And, you know, we have, you have to tailor to whatever your child is, you know, because Nicole and Kyle are here and, and um, I, they're doing such great, like, general uh, advice that you can take and adapt to your own specific child's needs you yeah know? <laughs> it's tough without a specific case right to give, right to give advice and we like have that. a very short period of time yeah. <laughs> you know? so here's here's a big one that has always been a stressor for me is um gifts uh i typically start dreading the phone call that's going to come from relatives right after my daughter's birthday at halloween what can we get him and you know he's 17 now it's so hard and you know we have families who you know they want to spend a specific amount they want to be fair what can we get them they want things they don't like the idea of gift cards you know some we have some families who are stubborn with that kind of thing so um and it is challenging like we get that question on the Facebook page a lot of recommending gifts and what can we get so what advice could you give regarding gift giving (laughs) gift giving okay so and um also, um, can we talk about the expectations to have when the child opens a gift? Because they might, you may not get the same reaction that you that you want out of that at kid. You know, so right. gift giving. Right. Help us out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, definitely, if you are asking, you know, a family, what can we, you know, what can we get you for a gift? It's about what's going to be reinforcing for the child or mm-hmm. the adolescent. Um, so you want to think about, you know, what does my child like at this right. time? Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to just be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. But then there's also things that you want to think about, you know, during that time with expectation wise, can they, do they know how to open the gift? Right. Um, do they know how to unwrap the packaging? Mm-hmm. Things like that. Do they know how to say thank you? Right. <laughs> um, so these are all things that you can kind of prepare ahead of time and teach them how to do these things. Um, a tip that you could possibly do for your child if they do really struggle with those fine motor skills is Mm -hmm. kind of unwrap those really the packages that I have trouble opening where you need to like you know use a knife or something to get the Mm -hmm. plastic unwrapped you know undo those and maybe just stick them in a box for now because at the end of the day do they really need to you know struggle with opening it up or can they just open it up out of the box and and there's their gift right Um, so just a couple things to make that easier but um, if you really want to work on you know practicing saying thank you and you know what do you do when you receive a gift um, those are a few things yeah. expectation wise yeah uh, yeah Go I've got a couple I think Nicole hit on something really big there was it has to be reinforcing for the child yes. and you don't want to buy a gift just to get a gift right and um, it, it depends on the parent really and what their expectations are mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be age appropriate either if you've got a That's 15 a, 16 year old mm-hmm. that is just so into Thomas Thomas, something like that, Mm -hmm. that is mainly for a younger child. That's okay because you're giving the gift to the child. You're not giving it to his age. So you have to make sure that the child is going to like it. And um, it it comes down to education and the parents being open with with their family members or friends or and themselves. Like, okay, I've got a 17-year-old child who likes Elmo. 
that's okay. Yeah. You know, it that's perfectly fine. And you need to be okay with those types of things and being um, able to accept that stuff. It's going to make your life easier. It's going to make the kids a lot happier. And then yeah. you don't necessarily have to – you want to be cognizant about how the child is going to respond and mm-hmm. be okay if they don't light right. up and throw right. a big party and – that's okay because emotions like that can be very difficult for uh, sure. for someone on the spectrum. Yeah. So that's just education, yeah, education and and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you brought up about the the age appropriate toy because that's a really hard thing for parents themselves to get over. It is. Yeah. yeah. And it was it was tough for me. I'm like, oh, because you know I have a 17 year old that he'll watch Elmo if it's on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. he still likes his kitty songs, and you mm-hmm. know that's that's just tough to get over. Yeah. in general but yeah it's just it's what is going to make them happy right. you know what what's really going to make them happy and you know what do you think about um this is how it ended up for us so instead of having a thing to open and a lot of stuff that will never get used um doing an activity instead so you know depending what your budget so for example uh my mother-in-law instead of getting a present for everybody we get a gift card to go to a water park, which my son loves, 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 you know, so maybe an activity is something to, to go with instead of a a thing. That's yeah. That's a great idea. If you can come up with uh, something like that, that your children like, um, and that you can do together as a family. I mean, what's better than, I mean, Christmas is about making the memories with Mm -hmm. your family and okay. So maybe, you get a gift card and they don't understand, but three months later you go, you know, yeah. you go to this water park, you go on vacation or you do something yeah. like that. And, and that's where those memories get made instead. And that's, uh, that's great. Yeah. And like, look what you, look what you did for us. Exactly. Yeah, and how yeah. happy that made everybody. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to just go back and touch a little bit on the food. We talked about food before. Um, uh, the person with autism may not want what everybody else is expected to eat as a traditional meal. So how, um, could you just go over again how you can best prepare as the caregiver or as the host when it comes to the food? Right. Yeah. I mean, and again, it might come back to your expectations mm-hmm. as a parent. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to push the issue right. during the holiday? Yeah, <laughs> um, right. Because if you do, there there could very well be a meltdown right. on Thanksgiving dinner mm-hmm. um, or, you know, you could make chicken nuggets and everyone can be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do want to, you know, take some time and, you know, expose your child to turkey dinner or ham or whatever it is that you choose to serve during Thanksgiving dinner, you can always take the time to practice beforehand. Um, some of the procedures that we do um, is kind of like a, it's a feeding protocol that we use. It's kind of like a non-preferred bite and then a preferred bite sure. of food. And just to kind of get practice of, okay, we take a bite of this, but then, you, you know, you can have your ice cream or whatever yeah. it is. Just yeah. to practice <laughs> sure. um, beforehand to get, you know, used to eating whatever it is that you might be eating during Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I also think, keep in mind, kids don't eat. When you're together <laughs> at a party, kids, they just don't eat. It's it, okay. Yeah. It's okay. And, and, and that's... I. I I was talking with a family not too long ago, and there was, well, he's only eating this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So does every other four-year-old. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get a four-year-old that's going to want to eat right. all this stuff. It, and, it just doesn't happen. And that is perfectly fine for yeah. no matter what. It's uh, 
kids relax. don't need yeah just, just relax just relax just let it go <laughs> all right before before we wrap it up um i was hoping you could give some words of advice to families for whom you know the holiday celebrations and the gatherings it, they're just not happening for whatever reason so like when when leaving the home or hosting people at this point it's just not possible it's just it's too overwhelming it's it's too much um what advice could you give to help families kind of cope with that because you know it's stressful enough already and if you can't share some of these traditions it's it's really disheartening and and how or, or maybe even more so how can extended family show their support right you know? I mean, extended family can absolutely still show their support. Mm -hmm. With technology these days, it's so easy to stay connected. Mm -hmm. Um, They can send letters. Mm -hmm. They can FaceTime FaceTime in. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, you can still reach out and just say, I'm here. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about you Christmas morning. Hey, how's it going? Merry Christmas. Um, You know. Yeah, and it's... Technology is great, and if uh, if you can make that happen, but if it's something along the lines of, well, my child just doesn't react well to crowds, or yeah. we can't travel to my family for whatever reason, mm-hmm. make your own traditions. Yeah. You don't need to follow in the footsteps of your family. How, how, how else do those traditions get created? Right. Somebody decide, I'm going to do this. Right. So make your own family traditions. If, uh, if Christmas morning is too overwhelming with, you know, your... 32 cousins and you know something (laughs) like that okay well we're gonna do our own christmas when all the presents are opening and maybe Mm -hmm. later on in the day we can go over and open up when everything's quieter and you know we're only there for two three hours and then we leave again right make your own traditions with your family i mean that's what it's about you know i always say um christmas does not have to be two days it doesn't have to be the 24th and the 25th it can be that whole month it could be later so if it's a smaller gathering so be it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my family isn't from the area here, so I have to travel to them. And I can't always make it on Christmas. But, yeah. you know, we'll do Christmas on the 28th. It's the time that you spend together. Right. That's what matters. Right. And just, you know, families, just reach out. <laughs> Let them know that you're you're there and, and however you want to make that holiday work to make it special is is exactly what our families need. So. Yeah. All right. Thank you again both so much for being here. I sure. think I, a yeah. lot of people are going to learn a lot of stuff from, from this series about holidays. So um, hopefully we'll come back and maybe we can talk about some other topics and issues. That would be great. All right. So thank you guys. Thank um, you for having us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Autism Society of Berks County, Inspiration and Impact. For more information, visit us at AutismSocietyOfBerksCounty.org, join our Facebook page, Autism Society of Berks County Members Group, and check us out on Twitter, at Berks Autism.